Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new. Well, Happy New Year. We're glad to see you on the first Sunday of 2021. Yes, the Lord has walked with us through 2020 and all the things that uh, you may have gone through individually, all the things that we've gone through. He's going to be with us in 21 as well. We can rejoice when you give praise to His holy name. Would you find in your Bibles or smartphones or whatever you might have the book of 1 John? We're going to be in 1 John in chapter 3. It is uh, our, my tradition, our tradition, that we've uh, taken a look maybe at a, uh, maybe a book of the Bible or a certain section, always in January, to remind us that we are people of the book. And so it is uh, there in January that we're going to look at the letters of John. We read, heard from Revelation already. John was a writer of Revelation, writer of the Gospel of John, and the writer of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And so we're going to be looking at all of those over these next few weeks. So I encourage you, read it or read it again. It will not take long for you to read those. In fact, we're going to read all of 3rd John today, the entire book. This is one of those rare cases that depending on your translation, there are either 14 or 15 verses. All of the same words, nothing's left out. But uh, in some of the older translations, verse 14 includes 15. Some of the newer translations just have divided that out into 15. So if I say something about 15 and yours says only 14, it's all right. We're all in the same Bible looking at the same one. It will be okay. But uh, we will encourage you to be a part of all the things that are happening. We welcome you here today. We're glad that you're here. You've started off well, 2021. If you are live streaming, listening online, we welcome you here as well today. Uh, we always have guests in our uh, amongst us and we welcome particularly our guests today and some of you all also that are kind of coming back making your way back to Parkway in person we thank you for that there's a connection card there in front of you encourage you to use that particularly if you're a guest today we'd love to have information about you and you can uh, let us know and include your email address or phone number whatever you'd like and uh, we'll get some information to you about the church you can do that online as well we'd love to know that you're listening today and love to get you connected to Parkway uh, as well and uh, so we also can use the connection card if you'd like to give us prayer requests we'll be praying for you uh, this week and uh, we'd love to know some of the specific things which we're praying for in fact I think it would begin well we just have already been praying but I'd like to pray for you as your pastor and friend we want to pray for those that we know we know we have members of our church who are ill not feeling well we know that we've had those who've lost loved ones this past year and we want to Thank the Lord, though, for being with us, walking with us, many ways in which he has continued to bless us this year and dedicate ourselves to the new year. Let's do that at this time. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you even now recognizing at the beginning of this new year, Father, that you are the God of new beginnings. And we're thankful for that. We're thankful for the new life that we have in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the many ways in which you walked with us and you've continued to show your blessings. You've taken that perhaps which was meant for evil, you've used it for good. We know, Father, also that you have uh, continued to show yourself and make yourself known. We pray, Father, for those who've lost loved ones this past year. And, Father, we pray for these spouses and families, Father, that you may continue to bring comfort and watch care and uh, remind them today of your goodness and your presence and the promises found in your word. We thank you, Father, for those who are ill even now, Father, whether it be 
uh, from the virus or other things that we pray for members of our congregation that you may be with them in their health and also, Father, in spiritual health as well. And we pray, Father, uh, for the new year. May we dedicate ourselves even now fully as individuals and as a church to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continuing to be the church of the living God that you've called us to be so that we might live in a manner worthy of the calling of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now, Father, we pray for the remainder of this service. We thank you for the worship and praise. Prayers have been lifted today. We know that you are honored and are continued to be honored. And now, Father, open our eyes. Help us to be able to see you, Father. Clear us of our minds of those things that would detract and distract us, Father, from what you'd have to say to us today. And we thank you, Father, that we can be a part of what you're going to be doing through the last part of this service. And now, Father, may the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts, be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. It's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. We are in 3 John. There's only one chapter, so we don't say usually 3 John chapter 1. It is 3 John verse 1. This now is the word of God. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Beloved, it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of, the gospel, worthy of God. For they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like these that may, may be fellow workers for the truth. I have written something to the church but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I will bring up what he is doing, talking wicked nonsense against us. And not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers and also stops those who want to, puts them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself. We also add our testimony, and you know that our testimony is true. I had much to write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends, each by name. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word today. It is during January, it's our sermon series, I guess, as we look at 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, all of these letters. We're talking about living with assurance. You may have noticed in the with, if you looked on any of our uh, advertisements about it, it's very small, so it could just look like living assurance. Living assurance is a good title for this as well, as we want to talk about living confidently in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, we're starting, you realize, with the last of the letters and not the first of the letters. But there are certain things probably throughout all of these as John continues to write. And a part of these things, he talks about the truth as it is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and in the gospel in which we need to share. Talks about relationships that's built on love for God and for others, about attacks on the truth of the gospel, some false teaching is taking place, and about living the truth before the world. Now, we may not face some of the same issues in 2021 as they faced in the first century that John wrote to. 
but we will face some issues and continue to face some of those. Some of those will have to do with marriage and sexuality and science and ethics and race and inclusion and justice and injustice, to name a few. So we want to talk about how do you know, share, and live the truth? How do you love people who may not necessarily agree with you? And how do you keep the mission clear of opening the doors for more people to be able to know about Jesus and not just want to be able to get your point across or people be able to see your point of view? Well, the letters of John, they're going to help us to move forward with assurance in the year 2021. It's going to help in your daily walk to be able to walk forward without fear. And I don't mean just fear of your health or fear of physical things that may happen to you, but fear of maybe fearful of that you may not be doing it right and that you may have confidence because we're going to find that the confidence is not going to be in who we are necessarily even whether we're going to get it right all the time, but our confidence is going to be found in Christ. Have you, have you ever read a whodunit book? And then you've gone to the last chapter so that you might be able to see who done it before you read the rest of the book. I'm sure none of you probably have done that. Well, we're doing a little bit of that maybe as we continue to look at 3 John instead of 1 and 2. We'll be in 1 John chapter 1 next week. But we're going to look at that so that we might be able to see the very practical and personal letter from John to a dear friend and see what these things that are going to be talking about, how they look like in the real world. But also, another reason I think I want to use 3 John is because there's a key phrase that I want you to notice here that I maybe kind of will help to set the pace for what we're going to be doing in 2021. It's found in verse 8, 3 John in verse 8. Last part of that verse says that we may be fellow workers for the truth. Now, 3 John is a unique letter, being among all the letters, I guess, that have been written for the Bible. It's the shortest book in the New Testament. I know you're hoping that translates to the shortest sermon maybe that you've ever, but it may or may not be that way. But you, when we get through, you'll say, we preached on the whole book today and we're going to do a little bit of that. But it's also unique because the lessons that we can learn from the individuals mentioned and we can learn lessons about our relationships. There are names that we have run across here that you hear in this letter. We have it, maybe you've never heard of before unless you've read 3 John or maybe that you have forgotten about. And while it's often an overlooked book in the Bible, and sometimes it will be left out, maybe sometimes in the teaching or glossed over, but one of the most infamous verses in the book is verse 2. Verse 2 says this. Here's how it says it in the King James. I've got to think there on your screen. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Well, how many times have you hoped for somebody? At least they might be in good health. But I will tell you that today, 3 John 2 is a well-known verse among the charismatic health and wealth gospel groups and others who are committed to a prosperity gospel who believe though we feel like it is not biblical, who believe that spiritual blessing and physical blessing go hand in hand? Well, a couple of problems with this. One is that's not what this verse means and it's not what the Bible teaches. There are countless people in the Bible particularly who have been in tune to God, following God's will and following Him spiritually, but have lived as paupers or lost health, limb and life for the sake of the gospel. And surely by now, we would testify that there are many 
who have been affected by the coronavirus and has had not had much to do with how good a person you are or how much God likes you or not. Because we know that the sun shines and the rain falls on the just and the unjust. But I will tell you, maybe more so in 2020, I've prayed for the health of people maybe more so than any other year before and have told more people, I'm praying for your safety, I'm praying for your health. And when John wrote 3 John, he wasn't writing verse 2 as a health and wealth principle for all believers. He was sending a greeting to a Christian friend and what might would be kind of a common greeting to send to a brother or friend who he hoped the very best. It, if, if anything, it may have been that John's friend was sick even though he was spiritually healthy. So you've got your notes there and we want you to be able to understand this because this letter and these letters are about the blessing of relationships and not about the blessings of health and wealth. Do you know that most people who come to church, they've come to church because of somebody. I mean, somebody brought you to church. It might have been a mom or dad or a relative or a friend or somebody that invited you. You've probably come to church if you came for the first time or if you've come in a while it's because of somebody. If you're a member of a Sunday school class or you're involved in a small group, it's because there are people there that you feel comfortable with. There are people there that you don't mind being around, that you want to foster a relationship with. We, we always seek to create an atmosphere but whereby you not only want to be a part of what's happening at the church, things in the church or ministries that we're doing out in the community, but also... We want to create an atmosphere where not only you want, to, you want to bring others. You want other people to know what's happening at Parkway Baptist Church. And you want other people to know the Jesus that you know. People need the Lord, and it's part of God's plan that people need people to help them to know and to grow in Christ. In 2020, while the Lord has opened many doors for ministry, uh, you have served one another. You've cared about one another. Perhaps we have done more even ministry, even in the community than we have done in recent years. But let's admit, it has not been a great time to be able to foster relationships. It's been tougher. Maybe today in this series will help us to be able to know how we might be able to move forward. Now, I, it's the first Sunday of 2021. I guess I just want to say something today in our unique circumstances in which we're in, and maybe particularly to those that are watching live stream. If you're home today and you've been watching live stream and maybe you're not able to come because of age or because of vulnerability or health and these reasons and not feeling comfortable, can I tell you, it's okay. We still love you. We don't want you to feel guilty about not being able to be here. I've talked to many and say, oh, I feel so bad about not being able to come to church. And So I want to tell you, it, it's all right. And we're here for you when the time is right. We look forward to being able to see you. We pray for you. Please pray for us. Now, if you're home today, you're watching live stream, and church is the only thing that you have left out. You're doing everything else, but you've decided in order to stay healthy that you're going to stay away from church. It may be that you want to rethink that, and sometime in the year 2021, you want to make your way back to being a part of the things that are happening at Parkway in the ways in which you feel comfortable. We still love you. We're going to be here for you. I've had so many people tell me in the past few months that they have felt more comfortable and safe 
coronavirus-wise at church than any other place they have been except at home. And we're seeking to do that. You come to a service, it's too, you feel it's too crowded. Well, we've got another service, or we'll start having another service next week, and we've got overflow rooms as well. But we're going to be here for you. We love you, and we look forward to you coming along. But we want you to be able to and think about and pray about as it pleases the Lord for you to be a part. There, there are four people here mentioned in these verses, and we want to see what lessons we might learn from each about Christian relationships and need for healthy relationships in the church. Now, before I share that, because I believe these relationships and what we're going to learn will help us to be able to move forward. We're, we're having this Wednesday night vision night. And as we talk about vision night, we've started a year and a half ago, I guess, talking about what's going to be happening in the 2020. So we kind of set 21 to 30, a 10-year, 5 and 10-year vision plans. We're going to share with you some specific things about the first next five years, 21 to 25, and then a little more things about the next 10 years. And we want you, we'll share with you what we believe is God's vision. And, and we're going to, of course, we're continuing to be flexible and open to however the Lord is leading that. And we leave even have some time for discussion. I'm going to call an audible, Dick, if that's okay. And that is because we were going to have it in our Christian Life Center around the gym. But I think for social distancing and so that we might be able to live stream it because we think it's important, we're going to have it right here. 515 is Chick-fil-A. No, excuse me. 530 is Chick-fil-A supper. And then 6.15 here in the sanctuary. It's going to be an important kickoff to what's going to be happening. And you want to come and be a part of it. Come and be a part here. Uh, the children are having a, uh, a special winter jam kind of thing. Jesus and me and then all youth and college and adults could be meeting here. We encourage you to come this Wednesday night so that we might be ready to go forward and do all the things. But, but I want you to be sure of this. Oh, we've got to get to the names here. I want you to be sure of this, that you know this. This... We're not doing anything to go back to where we were. Be sure of this. We're seeking to move forward to go in the direction the Lord would have us to go. Four names mentioned here to help us in relationships. The first one is Gaius. John writes this brief letter to a dear friend, but it's very personal. And that word beloved, I read in the ESV, sometimes it's just translated as dear friend. It's used six times in this short Book. So surely there's some lessons on friendship. It's a letter of accommodation, encouragement, and direction. One thing is clear. Gaius was in good health spiritually. He was spiritually healthy and good standing with God and at peace with others. And, and here John writes the usual greeting beginning with, I wish for you good health and prosperity. It might be like we would be saying if we're opening up a letter, dear friend, said, How's, I hope everybody is doing well. How's your mama and them? But... John adds kind of a spiritual twist that might cause us to pause here for just a moment because he's saying, I hope that you will be as healthy and as prosperous in every way physically as you are spiritually. Think with me for just a moment. What if somebody said to you, if your physical and your financial condition, your health and your wealth were the same as your spiritual condition, would you be as sick as a dog and not have two dimes to run together or would you be doing fine? Now, we know that the health and wealth are not necessarily indicators of our spiritual condition, but if they were, how would you fare? The Lord has promised to take care of our every need. I hope that you can testify today how the Lord has been with you in 2020, even if it has been the toughest year of your life. 
But he's much more concerned rather than the physical and the financial with our relationship with God and with others. In this regard, Gaius was spiritually healthy and he helps us to see some indicators of spiritual health. We want to do a check up here for just a moment of what it is to be spiritually healthy as we move into the new year. They're there in your notes maybe to help you. Are you faithfully walking in the truth? The Gospel of John and his first two letters help us to identify the truth. And the letters, the, we're going to identify as he talks about the truth. You saw if you paid attention that was used many times, but the truth. Jesus is the truth. The good news of the Gospel is the truth. Everything found in the Word of God, all of God's Word. We, we've written on the floor of this sanctuary. Some of you might remember before we laid this carpet two or three years ago, and I think it was in 17 perhaps, time flies, but you could, because we've got some 50 to 100 verses, and I wrote more than one. But one of those was 3 John 4 that we read a moment ago. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. That's one of my favorite passages when it comes to my family and when it comes to the church family and those who are growing in Christ. And John addressed here as the elder writes to his young friend Gaius and says his greatest joy is seeing one of his children. He's talking about Gaius whom he may have led to the Lord walk faithfully in the truth. Now I'm pretty sure that John was talking about spiritual babies, you know, spiritual children. But it does talk to parents, doesn't it? Greatest joy. Parents, what is it that brings you the greatest joy about, their children, about your children? Is it their academic achievements? Is that they might excel in sports or extracurricular activities? Is it so that they might have that career be ready so that they can make a lot of money? Is it that they might be popular? What brings the greatest joy? These things could bring joy, that's okay. But the greatest joy, are they walking in the truth? If that's not it, well, let's make it it. Let's make that the thing. And then parents, make it easier for them that they might walk in truth because you're walking in the truth as well. But also, number two, are you, are you faithfully serving other believers in our spiritual checkup? Are you faithfully serving other believers? Rick Warren was once quoted by saying, the idea that God wants every Christian to be rich is baloney. That's his spiritual term. But one of his favorite lines is, I don't think it's a sin to be rich. It might be a sin to die rich. And that is to be blessed financially but to keep it to yourself. Gaius serves as one who's generous, shows hospitality, especially when it comes to helping other believers. One of the reasons John wrote this letter was to commend him for providing housing for traveling missionaries and teachers who were teaching the truth and helping to finance their journey and their ministry. Now if you've ever read 1 John and 2 John and even this letter before, you know that John was hot and heavy on not helping false teachers. Don't allow them into your house. Don't provide for them. Uh, don't help them or commend them in any way. Just as we, he would warn us and teach us not to send money to charlatans or maybe to some TV or internet preachers who are promoting a different kind of gospel. But here John commends his good friend for helping those who are teaching the truth, even if they're strangers to him. They have a common bond in teaching. Here's another clue to being spiritually healthy. We know that we must faithfully walk in the truth in our relationship with God, and we must be growing. And our relationship with God and with other believers needs to grow as well. We need to be serving in a church in a way that benefits other believers and serves the body of Christ. You, you might remember the verse about Jesus when he went to the temple at the age of 12, and there's kind of a summary verse that talks about his next 18 years 
Luke 2, 52. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Well, we also need to be growing in our relationship with the Lord Jesus. We need to be growing in our relationship with other believers. So, spiritual checkup time. Is there somebody in the church you avoid? Somebody, church, you would just rather soon not speak to, and I'm sure not going to sit next to them. I got to tell you, Parkway, if that's, if that's happening, I don't know about it. And I hope it's not. But now's the time, if that's happening, you need to pray about the, how you might be at peace with others as well. Earmarks of a healthy relationship with believers, at least for Gaia, seems to be hospitality and generosity, fellow believers and to strangers. Or, are you faithfully opening doors for the gospel? Thankfully, this past year, we found more ways to open doors for sharing the gospel, showing Christian love. And while we've live streamed services before COVID, even after COVID, we do it in a much better way. I'm thankful for those who do that. And we do it more often, have ways in which people are able to respond, if not live, at least through other sources. We've reached out more to the needs of people in the church and outside the church, maybe more so than ever before. We, we still have a long way to go, but we're making strides in showing Christ-like love. But from the middle of March till the middle of May, or maybe toward the end of May, I forget exactly what day we opened, I told you not to come to church. I look back and I think, I, did I really tell people not to come to church? For the, now, we've had snow days before, you understand, but nothing anything like this. God forbid that we ever have to do anything like that again, but even more important, let us be careful to keep the doors of the gospel open to other believers because if we're not careful, we'll shut the doors and we don't even know it. Stories told of an old farmer that was out on his back, far, back 40 and plowing the land a long way from home and it was a hot day and he was really he forgot his water bottle and and he didn't want to have to go all the way back to... But his neighbor was close, so he got up off the tractor and went to his neighbor and asked his neighbor, said, can I get some water from you? His neighbor stopped what he was doing, looked up at him, spit out some tobacco, some of it still on his chin, and he said, sure, here's my water bottle right over here. He went to the water bottle, he picked it up, looked kind of dirty like maybe something was growing on it, looked back at his neighbor, still a little spittle maybe coming off the end of his chin, and he realized he's not quite as thirsty as he thought he was. Oh, what if people come and they're thirsty for the things of God? They're thirsty for some encouragement, for some love and some kindness. Let us not do something that causes them to think maybe they're not as thirsty for those kinds of things as they thought that they were. How tragic it would be. May we work together for the truth. John refers to Jesus in verse 7. He never calls Jesus by name, but did you notice? We sang about the name today, didn't we? In verse 7 it says, It was for the sake of the name... Let this season be a reminder that we want to open more doors for people to know about Jesus. May we, not have, may we never close our doors again, but may the doors, even the doors of our church, be a reminder that we want to open doors for people to be able to come in, not just to the church, but come in to know the gospel of the truth and the doors be open so to remind us we need to go out the doors and we need to be able to represent him in a way that others might be able to know him as well and share with others. If you want to be spiritually healthy, it has to do with the relationships with God, with other believers, and paving the way for those outside the church to come in. There's four people I want you to know about. We've talked about one. The other three will go a little bit quicker. Diotrephes. If you don't like the pronunciation of that name, I wrote it out for you because I can't ever remember how to spell it. But Diotrephes, 
There's a lesson in every person in the Bible. Sometimes it's a lesson in what not to do. Gaius was a hero of the faith. He stood firm, helped other believers. In the case of persecution that came from within the church even, here was Diotrephes. He was in the church. He may or may not have been a believer. If he wasn't, he was masquerading as one and causing havoc in the church. And one of the leaders, Diotrephes reminds us of those who are self-centered and self-seeking. John had written another letter to the church, according to verse 9, a letter we don't have, probably commending the church to accept these missionaries and traveling teachers and preachers. But apparently Diotrephes had discarded the letter, refused to welcome them to the church, put people out who were welcoming others, excommunicating others. When you think of generosity and hospitality that Gaius showed toward them, at the risk of being thrown out of the church, his act of kindness even shows greater faith. John writes to his friend, helps on the way. He plans on coming and confronting Diotrephes. So what's the lesson? What we want to learn from the negative, what not to do. If Diotrephes is tearing down the church, we will learn how to serve with others for growth and success in the church. And the first is this, it's not about me. It's not about you. Uh, first description of Diotrephes in verse 9 says, he loved to be first, but being a believer is about not being about me anymore. It's about Jesus. Jesus first, if we want to find meaning in life and God's purpose for us, we don't begin with ourselves. We must begin with God. Max Lucado has a great book out called It's Not About Me. God does not exist to make a big deal out of us. We exist to make a big deal out of him, he writes. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. And if we put Jesus first, we'll naturally put others second. What did Paul say in the book of Philippians? Each one of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. How about this? It's not about your ministry or your church. Church belongs to God. Diotrephes had somehow taken a leadership position of the church. He's deciding who was to welcome and who was not. Excommunicating those for disagreeing with him. Whose church was it? No wonder John wrote this letter to Gaius and not to the church or the church leaders because had Diotrephes had picked up the letter, probably nobody else would have gotten it. But he writes, now, have you even heard of this guy, Diotrephes, before? Well, maybe not, but every time that we are not welcoming to others or we consider the church our own, we are more like him. If you want to serve with others for growth and success, you realize it's not about you and me. It's not about my ministry, our church. We just have the privilege of taking part. We want to have the attitude of John the Baptist in John 3.30, that he, meaning Jesus, must become greater, I must become less. It is about, we've talked about what it's not about, it is about love and respect for each other's. What was Diotrephes doing? According to verse 10, he was talking wicked nonsense and gossiping maliciously. Oh, aren't you thankful that doesn't happen in churches anymore? Well, if I, if I were to ask you, would you be anything like Diotrephes or would you want to? You'd probably say, no way, but every time we intentionally listen to the gospel or we share it, it happens. Only place here he's mentioned, pretty despicable person. Let that not be us. Unless, instead, let us speak words of loving encouragement, welcome all people, invite and open doors for people to come, never drive them away. If, if you're wondering if you're more like Gaius or Diotrephes, Diotrephes would what not want new people in the church 
or they'd only want people in the church who are a lot like us. Relationships in the church must be characterized by mutual respect and godly love. Also, church growth is truly dependent on God. Are you getting all these? Church growth is truly dependent on... I believe all churches should grow deep and wide, grow to be more like Christ, and we should be reaching more people. And we need to do lots of planning, lots of watering, but we know that truly it's a mysterious, godly thing when churches grow. And the Lord is the one that provides it. And we're to work on being spiritually healthy, but growth is up to God. And just in case God wants to grow us in 2021, we want to be ready for that. The spiritual health of the church depends on the spiritual health of each member of the church. Diotrephes was spiritually unhealthy and it showed in his attitude and his action toward others and it was hurting the church. The Greek scholar A.T. Robertson wrote an article on Diotrephes. He wrote in one of these Baptist papers, you know, like the Alabama Baptist newspaper that we have, and he didn't use his name, but he talked about how despicable he was. He talked about how he was self-centered and how he was unwelcoming in the church. When that article came out, 25 deacons and church leaders dropped their subscription because they felt that they were maligning them in the paper personally, giving personal attacks. Boy, sometimes truth hurts. Got to tell you about another person. I want to introduce you to Demetrius there. Demetrius there mentioned in verse 12. He's probably the one who carried the letter. And John's recommending him to his friend, Gaius. In verse 11, John says, when it comes to imitating someone, don't imitate what is evil, but imitate what is good. And here's Demetrius. Good reputation, good testimony. Follow his example. Follow Demetrius. Don't follow Diotrephes. You won't even remember how to spell Diotrephes, so it'll be okay. Two principles I want you to know. One is follow the example of good and godly people. Everybody here probably could think of somebody that they can think of that is a godly person in your life and you want to be influenced that by them. We need good people in our lives that people of integrity help to keep us accountable. Sometimes it's a mentoring type relationship. Sometimes it's iron sharpening iron. Let me, let me ask you, as well, in the onset of 2021, who is in your life that's helping you to be able to be the more of the godly person, Christ-like person that you need to be. And then the second principle is remember that somebody's always watching. Your life is a testimony of good or bad. And if you're a professing believer, it's a testimony about Jesus. He said, verse 12, Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone, even by the truth himself. Character matters. Reputation is important. One more person in this letter. He's not mentioned by his proper name. He's simply known as the elder. It's John. John, the disciple, oldest living disciple. He's called the elder because of, maybe, maybe partly because of his age, but it's really because of his character and out of respect. It's hard, back to Diotrephes, it's hard for me to think of the evil, self-serving Diotrephes not listening to the only living disciple of Jesus. So maybe we should. I encourage you to listen to what God's Word is saying to you today. Just listen over these next few weeks during the month of January what John has to say to us through these letters of John from, his, from God's Word so that you might be able to build your relationship with the divine Son of God and with fellow believers. And if you don't know Jesus today, there is no better time than today to give your heart and life to Him. Have you put a lot of hope and stock in 2021? I want to encourage you, don't put your hope in 2021. Put your hope in the one, 
the only one, the one that's known by the name who is Jesus that is the name above all names. And today he wants to give you life and new life and eternal life. And you can accept Jesus today, asking him to forgive you of all your sins and asking Christ to come in. We serve a God of new beginnings. And the elder's desire for his friend reminds us what should be our desire for all fellow believers. This is his desire. We come toward the end of this short postcard type letter. And that's presence, peace, and prosperity. Presence, he longed to be with them. Third John verse 14, your 14, my 14, it says, I hope to see you soon face to face. That term literally face to face means literally mouth to mouth. How different that sounds in a COVID time. But it means up close and personal. I long to be with you all up close and personal. We need some hugs and we need them soon. It's what we long to be. Listen, I'm all thankful for online cyber church. And I think it's good for lost people, those who are unable to attend or to participate, but it will never be a substitute for the personal touch. Presence, peace. He says, peace to you. Verse 14 or 15. Kind of the peace found in a right relationship with God and with others. And then prosperity. Just as John worshiped for his friend in verse 2, we want friends to be prosperous and healthy in every way. But there's only one guarantee that you can be prosperous, and that's in a spiritual way in Jesus. It's what we want to wish for all fellow believers. Buddy Gray's the pastor of Hunter Street Baptist Church in uh, Hoover, Alabama. It's one of the largest churches in Alabama. Before COVID, I think they were running about 3,500 people who had 12 buildings on their present campus or main campus or whatever it is. And, and, but I, I remember this quote that he said. He said, 100 Street, we've never been about the buildings. We've always been about making room for one more person. May it be about that we're about honoring God and let's make room for one more. Let's bow together. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to begin this new year in your house or listening or watching online today, recognizing that you need to be first priority in everything that we do. We pray that that may happen today, that if you're not already priority number one of all those who are listening today, of all church members, of all those who may be guests today online or here, we pray that we might make you priority one, that we might continue to grow in our relationship with you, and that also we may work on our relationships with one another so that we might be able to serve together. If there's one here today or one who does not know you as Lord and Savior today, we pray today might be the day of salvation. It might be the beginning of many who come to know you as Lord and Savior and begin their journey with you. Thank you for your love for us. It's in Christ's name we lift these prayers.